0: This is Courier talking football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Oh, guys, we'll, we'll break with tradition today. I think I think we have to start. We have to start with Scotland because it's the it's you know everybody's talking about the Euros. We're right in the thick of it now. We're we're up to our necks in pessimism after the after after. Uh, after that first game of disappointment um, against the Czech Republic, I'm intrigued to know what you guys made of it. Watching on the tellys, I was in the ground, and it was, it was you know the real the excitement. I mean, it was it was a really really good atmosphere. I mean, you would never have known there was about ten thousand or so in Hamden. I mean, it kind of kind of gave the lie to the whole, oh this Hamden isn't. I mean, totally off top off off subject. You know, it kind of showed up what a myth it is that people. I mean, I've always thought it's a myth. You know, that that Hamden can't generate a good atmosphere. I've seen it umpteen times. That, you know, the acoustics are, were very, very good there for for you know a quarter, a quarter full Hamden. So you know, that's a, that's a wee uh, a wee side issue. But no, the, you could just sense that the you know this was you know it, it had been reaching boiling point, and it was it was it was fantastic. You know, it was. But of course, you know. This, John- I need to say, Saint there, Scotland didn't, they didn't harness it really as they could have, and the match. It was a good header, and it was a. We'll go over that. The second goal was, you know, you can call it a freak, you can call it genius, you can call it David Marshall's fault, you can call it Jack Henry's fault. But either way, it just didn't feel like, you know, it didn't feel like the performance and the team selection to match to match the occasion. I'm interested to know if you guys felt the same way, Jim.
1: Um, yeah, well, a, a couple of things. Um, I have to say, I was, I, I, I was looking for the latest odds, uh, Eric. No, I was thinking we might win this this, this thing, but I couldn't even see us in the latest odds. I got as far as Denmark at fifty could couldn't see Scotland after that. So probably tells you what the bookies are thinking. But there's a couple of things. I think um, it, it was enormously disappointing. That goes without saying. Um, I didn't think we were as bad as some people seem to think that we were. I thought that there were some... Um, some aspects of a game where I thought we played well um, you know lost to one very good goal one wonder goal the, the, the David Marshall thing I, I, I've i seen people saying they're not going to cut Marshall slack I will cut him slack because he got us here um, and he made a, a, a terrible kind of once in a career mistake um,
0: It's funny though Jim on that do you think do you, do you think I mean Steve Clark I don't know if he's been asked it or if he would say if he would answer it, even if he was asked but do you think this was do you think there's a David Marshall could have been under orders to be to be that high, well because it's, it's not natural. A, you don't think it's not a guy that you, all, you automatically think of as one of these sweeper keepers, you know, adventurous keepers who no, you're used I, to see adventuring that far up.
1: So he could well have been under orders, Jim. I, I, and I'd like to, uh, to be honest with you. It's, it's crossed my mind, Eric. It's something that I think that you know that I'm surprised that no one has asked why why he was up there, whether it was a rush of blood to the head, or whether it was you know some kind of libero sweeper. Um, Mm-hmm. A role that he'd been uh, instructed to play, depending on where the game was at that particular point mm-hmm. in time. I mean, look, we've all seen the goal. And everybody will. Doesn't it doesn't take you, me, or Sean to to you know to, to tell folks it was a magnificent goal. Te- technically, absolutely stunning. The bend on the ball, the height achieved, the, you know, the, the way it just dipped in on, under the bar at that certain angle. Absolutely tremendous. Uh, what what big marsh was doing it there, I don't know, but I will cut him a wee bit slack because he, you know, by and large, he has been a smash goalkeeper. Um, It it was either a rush of blood to the head or he was asked to be that far up. Don't know. Hopefully that will become apparent. Um, I didn't think we played as badly as some people did. Um, However, on the night, I still think the Czechs were a better side. I think man for man they are individually a more talented side. And you know, I I, I dislike the term technical, although we use it all the time now. We've been kind of browbeating into using it. Um in terms of skill, pure skill, I think they had some players who were more gifted uh, than us. And, and and they all to me they always looked potentially dangerous. They always looked as though they had a gear or two to go up. Now that's worrying given that we've got theoretically the two best sides in the group to to face next, so I wasn't as disappointed. Well, no, I, I was disappointed. I, I was very disappointed, but I, I, I wasn't as, as as upset at the performance as some people. I didn't think it was a wonderful performance, but I didn't think it was the worst that I've seen in, in a Scotland shirt. So there's still some hope, um, but uh, <laughs> not a huge amount.
0: John, the reason I the reason I ne- I, I nearly called us St. Johnson five minutes ago was because was because I, I had it in my head. Obviously, I haven't seen Saints in four big games at Hamden. And basically, I think, you know, one of the biggest reasons St. Johnston won those four games was Callum Davison got his tactics and his team selection absolutely spot on. The margin for error was, I, th- I think, if he got his team selection wrong in any of those four games... St. Johnson would have lost because it was absolutely and there were big there were big risks in every single one of them. And Craig Conway, you know, was the was the left field one that started the you know the first semi-final against Hibbs um the final again when Guy Melamed was in really, really good form, he did that. Um the semi-final against St. okay, there was the COVID thing, but then the final he starts Middleton. There was a few I just it just it gets See when the manager Picks a team like Steve Clark picks. I think he left himself open to a world of criticism, and he and he's got it, hasn't he?
2: Well, I mean, if if we're, if we if it's accepted that fine margins play parts in games at, at the top level of football, and I, th- I don't think anybody, do. would ar- Have to. anybody would anybody yeah. would argue with that. That's true. But then, under well, that being the case, then I think we're absolutely entitled to interrogate the manager's decisions because those decisions play into those fine margins and how how a game plays out. And certainly if you look at the bench um, against the Czech Republic, I mean, there, there's a few that you could make a case for um, being involved. We know that there's, there's discussion around Patterson. We know there's discussion around Gilmore. A clamor even, never mind discussion, clamor for them to start. Um, but the one... In particular, against the Czech Republic, that was just—I still think—is absolutely mind-boggling. Was Jay Adams not playing? Yeah, yeah, that's. A, um, I, yeah. I, I, I just—I I, can't—I cannot get my head around that one at all. If you're if you're going with one up top, and he's gone with Lyndon Dykes, and I mean, it's not—I've not got anything against Lyndon Dykes, but for me, it's, levels, Adams, isn't it's, it's just we, level, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've 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 all seen him play for Scotland. Now, admittedly. It's it's probably the case that not not too many of us have seen much of him for Southampton, but we've seen him play for Scotland. Um, <laughs> I'll we, speak we've for seen, yourself,
0: Sean. Speak for yourself. Well,
2: let's be honest there. <laughs> on. Yeah, uh, but we've seen him. We've seen him play for Scotland. We, we know what he's got. He's he's he's, he's powerful and, and he's direct and he's an athlete and, and he gets about. And if you're playing one up top, then that's that's part of the makeup that you're looking for from from that from that player and yes levels comes into that because he's playing every week in the premier league which is as we all know a, a really high level so for me I, I, that's that's the one um, that that i, I really kind of get my head around and that's the one i, I would i, I would agree. hope i would hope and expect is the first one rectified against England. I, I the think problem
0: is, of course. The problem is, of course. Sorry, Jim. The problem is, of course, that was the most important team selection because it was the most winnable game, and he could get them. And well, we'll move on to England and potentially Croatia after that. He could he could get his team selections absolutely spot on for the next two and tactics and the rest of it. But we'll probably just get beaten by two teams that are much more talented than us. This was the one where we had the real chance. We had it was first game. You had all the euphoria of it being the first game. You're playing against a team that's as close to us in the rankings as, as you're going to get in the finals. And he got it wrong. So, you know, there we go, Jim.
1: Yeah, Carry I, on, sorry, I, sir. I, I, no, I, th- I think there are two separate questions, Eric. I, I mean, there is... Um there's the question of how did the team do in the night? Now, you know, that was the team he picked on the night. How did that? How did they do in the night? Afternoon, and Jim. That, afternoon. Yeah, so, I, well, on, on the day. And <laughs> Monday that, afternoon, that's, that's, that's normal what, I'm, fix I'm, what I have to say. There was a, there's a, a dark gloom descender over the Spence living room, so it felt like that. you know. Um, no, I mean, the, you know, the, the team he picked on the day, as I say, I I, I didn't think they played as badly as as, as, as some folks think, given, given the limitations, given the limitations of kind of, you know, basically bypassing a midfield and trying to go with, with, with long balls and all that rest of it. However, um, would it have been the team I'd pick? Well, well, Sean and I did... um Podcast on uh, Sunday, wasn't it, Sean? With, uh, with Willie yeah. Miller on, you know. Sunday morning. That. Yeah. And I, I said, I mean, I, I would have loved to have seen Gilmore in, you know, for creativity and, and the kind of, in a sense, the, the naughtiness and, uh, and all the rest that I think he might have brought. I mean, I, I, I would have preferred to have seen Shea Adams um, up for. I wanted to up top, you know, so whether it would have been Dykes and uh, and Adams or or, 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 or or Perm, another one along with Adams, uh, you know. I'd, I have, been I'd have been happy with that. I'd have been one. happy with Dykes and yeah, Adams. I yeah. to Persuasion on that. Um, so, you know, so there's two different things. How did, you know, the team that he picked, did he do, do uh, you know, did they do okay? Well, they did okay. They still got beaten. Um, did they do, Could they have done much better, I think is the question. I'm not entirely sure they could have with, with the formation that they had. Um, did he get it wrong? Well, I hesitate to tell a Scotland manager his job because that is his job. But yes, on, I'd have far, far rather seen Shea Adams. I'd have far rather seen... Um, uh, you know we, we, I'd have been happy to see Gilmore in there to, to uh, get a wee poor joke in there but to be honest with you I'd have been happy to see something like a Kevin Nisbet or or, or a Ryan Fraser in much earlier on you know um, guys that bring a bit of peace and a bit of directness uh, to, to, to the party and that's I think that's the problem I, I mean we kind of pretty much knew that I mean I think Willie had said on, on Sunday Sean as, as I remember um, Willie Miller had said that you know, Stevie's Stevie is happy to defend. He likes to defend. He likes to hit on the break. Well, if you're going to hit on the break, you've got to have the the pace merchants to do it, or you've got to have. You know, if you're going to buy, I, I've never got a problem with bypassing the midfield. By the way, I don't believe that football can be played in only one or two. No, it indeed. It, but you play, you play the right players to suit play it, though, the right don't players. you? That's right. So there is nothing wrong with playing the sixty yard diagonal pass out of defence as long as it's a accurate, b into the right area, and you've got the you know you've got the whippet on the other end. that can get onto it and use the ball. But we didn't have that. You know. We, we didn't have any of that, so um, I think on reflection, it was a fairly negative and a fairly cautious uh, approach to the game, and it could have done with you know w- 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 with various different constituents, namely a, Nes- a Nisbet or-, or a Gilmore um, or-, or-, or a, a She Adams up front, because Adams to me looked a bit... I quite like Lyndon Dykes within a-, a certain setting, but I don't, I think he was well, uh, well and truly adrift uh, in this game. So they did okay for the team that he put out. Um, they weren't as good as the checks. They could have done. They could have done. I think, in my view, a lot better had there been two, perhaps three personnel changes. But there weren't.
0: Well, right. Well, John, there's, and I, I kind of, I feel a wee bit uneasy about the Stephen O'Donnell debate. And and my, my again, my blame is with with Steve Clark to where it's got on this one because I think the world and his wife can see what Stephen O'Donnell is. He he was a He's been a loyal servant to Steve Clark in particular. I think clearly the the, the service he gave him at Kilmarnock is is a strong factor in his Scotland selection. But he's an incredible. He's a very, very, very limited right. What well, I don't even call. It, I don't even know if he is a right wing, but he's a very limited right back. Now, for him to be in the position of starting in a tournament finals. Against the caliber opposition at the Czech Republic, I think we have to question how it's got to this stage that a the the backup is a guy who probably wouldn't have who I who you know Nathan Parsons' is going to be going to be a star I think but he's the he's the number two right back and I think by common consent had it not been for the fact that the squad was expanded you know to twenty six he may well not have even got in so we've come to a tournament in a situation where the right back he it's he, not comfortable he, he just looked an absolute he just didn't look as if he wanted the ball he got a, he, you know poor Ryan Christie does his one bit of magic in the game Steve O'Donnell blocks him off gets in his way you know how many times you know he beat two men Ryan Christie there and was driving at the box exactly what you want him to do you're probably only going to do it once twice a half at, at, post, at, at best and there he is he's he's right back tackles him it's just the guy looked like an absolute fish out of water and but it's not a surprise to anybody is it and but it's a it's been allowed now you're you're not telling me I think I think we we should have looked at other options before we got to that stage
2: Sean yes I I I agree with you and I think we've we've spoken about Sean really enough times I'm not sure that that that, I mean
0: his run was possibly too late you know yeah yeah I, I, because all his good not, form was in 2021, yes. wasn't it?
2: Yeah. I, I, my fear would be that that had Sean Rooney been in that squad, let's say ahead of Stephen O'Donnell and he was playing, my fear would be we'd be having a similar sort of discussion right now about yeah. Sean Rooney. And I think what that indicates actually is that, that, that that's just that's a problem area for Scotland, um, especially when you compare it to the, the, the talent and the, the quality that's on the other side on the left where, where we've got this sort of abundance of, of yeah, I mean We're
0: we're um, the most imbalanced team in the competition by a distance. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're a manager yeah. c- setting up your team to play Scotland, you just, it must be so easy because you you know where they're going to creatively, where yeah, they're, gonna where they're going to try
2: and go. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that, that's, that's totally true. So, I, I mean, I think that that's, that's partly what has sort of, um, Created this clamor for for Nathan Patterson to be to be thrown in um, into the team. Um, would would he, would he do better than than Stephen O'Donnell? There's there's certainly a case for that uh, that, that he may have done. Um, England, I mean, crikey, that's 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 a hell of a, a hell of a situation to throw a young lad into. Now that's not to say that he he, he won't be able to handle it. And actually, well, well. Will Stephen O'Donnell handle it if he's got like say Raheem Sterling bearing down on him? Um, <laughs> I, 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 from what I've seen so far, I don't hold much hope uh, of that. Of that. Of him holding firm there. Um, and again, it, it, you said earlier about feeling uneasy about this. I feel uneasy about this as well because it feels like well. Sort of picking up
0: he, he seems like a great guy yeah and it's, you know he is maxed out he's absolutely maxed out his career you know i mean he's he's
2: he's and that's, he's, and it's, that's it's to, it's to a, be that's to be appreciated oh, rather is. than criticized you know um so there, there is all of that stuff but is he is he an international quality right back no he's not, but then the question becomes do Scotland have one at the moment now Rangers fans might tell you even even they've had limited experience of watching Nathan Patterson, but they, they they'll probably tell you he's better. Uh, <laughs> Already, uh, yeah. it's 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 quite it's entirely possible that he is actually. Um, I mean, it must the, be Sean, the, because I, I, I remember. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I remember them the debate being. Towards the end of the season, when he, when he had his suspension for uh, the COVID malarkey, that there was a genuine debate amongst Rangers fans whether they were disappointed that ta- Tavernier was coming back in. So that's the sort of level yeah. we're talking about. You know, it was like a "this is bad news" type scenario. You know, because he missed he missed the uh, St. John'son Cup tie. I remember, and it was it was like, are we are we losing something here with Parson mm-hmm. getting replaced by Tavernier? You know,
2: I think uh, under the circumstances, I, I mean. Again, it's not it's not my job to pick the Scotland team, quite obviously. But but were I in that position, I think I probably would be looking at Parson and I'd probably be looking at Gilmore as well. Um, but Steve Clark, on the evidence so far, seems to be more more. He seems to me safer than that, and and I think he would he would prioritise a bit of experience over that kind of youthful <laughs> exuberance is probably the wrong word because that probably does them a disservice as players because um, they're a, a lot more disciplined than that, likes of Gilmore and the likes of Patterson. Um, but I, I, just, I think Steve Clark seems a little bit more of a pragmatist to me. He might, he might shock us all, and he, and he might totally change it. But I, I think he would be worried about that. And um, I, I think it's you look at it's so frustrating as a Scotland fan because you, you look at, you look at other sides, chucking in young players. I mean, you've got England. Playing Jude Bellingham the other night he was seventeen. No, all right, he plays at a very very high level in Germany. You've yeah. um, got, got no the lad 40, Pedri yeah. who plays for Spain at eighteen. We've got Billy Sweden Gilmore. At, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got we've got Billy Gilmore at twenty. Now he's not playing weekend week out for Chelsea. To be fair, um, but he's he's not he's not getting a start in a tournament. We've got Nathan Patterson who is getting to the point where he's starting to play weekend week out for Rangers, but he's not getting a sniff ahead of Stephen O'Donnell. And I think it's only natural that Scotland fans look at that and just go oh come on eh like <laughs> have a bit especially against the Czech Republic have, that's the winnable one of those three games and I think that if there was tight if there was a time for some ambition rather than pragmatism that was it
0: well that's the thing now and now we're now going into two games where basically we need we need a draw against England so you know I'm almost sort of contradicting myself when'm you're thinking well can you go you know can you go too, you, well, you certainly go too far with, with your your gambles, if you like, but it's just, I mean, I, I wrote, when I wrote my pre-tournal piece, Jim, it was with the caveat, you know, and it was optimistic and it was basically, we don't yet, it was a case of we don't yet know the ceiling of this Scotland team because because there's real possibilities and because there's guys with such improvement in them, all this sort of stuff, they're on a steady, they were on a, a an upward curve but the caveats were, and it was it was a case of basically what if, it was like this, you know, what if Billy Gilmore becomes the player at this tournament we all think he's going to be? What if Nathan Patterson likewise, you know, suddenly solves a, a, what is a huge, huge issue and actually turns it into a bit of a strength? But, you know, if those two things don't happen and we just kind of, plod along on the lines that we were going before, you know, where, 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 where we can't beat Israel, you know, where we're struggling to break down these sort of teams, I guess we can't really expect
1: much more than, than we're getting. I, t- I think, you know, you, you used the phrase there, we don't know what the ceiling is. I think, the, you know, to be pessimistic for a moment, we don't know what the floor is either. Um, if we took two off the checks, it's entirely possible that we could take mm-hmm. a lot more of Ireland at, at Wembley. Um, it, you know, it could be a scalping, as somebody said. Now, I don't necessarily think it will, but but it could be. You know, you have to kind of bear that in mind. I mean, man for man, they look up a better side. I don't. Again, I don't think they're as good as maybe they think they are, but they're certainly a very good side, some um, exceptional talent <clears throat> in their team. No doubt we'll looking at that in a moment or two. But... Um, There's a comment. I mean, I was intrigued by some of of Scott Brown's suggestions this week, you know, that that if if Tierney wasn't fit enough to start, and let's hope that he would, he he would, you know, he would be tempted to switch to a back four. And as we were talking about with Patterson at the right, um, and, you know, you'd have Roberts on the left and Hanley and Cooper in in, in, in the middle. Um, But I saw quite clearly Steve. uh, Clark saying he wouldn't do that. They've, they've worked so hard on the back three that everyone knows the system they operate. So <clears throat> I, I don't expect that that's going to happen um, now. You know, so I I, I, I kind of concerned. I mean, I, I I'm a great believer that you know that you you have to be in football. You have to be able to go with the flow. And when things change, the great the great tacticians, the great managers can change it as well. And you'd like to think that you know professional international football players would be adaptable enough to move from a three to a, a back four, should they have to. I mean, you're not, you're not asking them to kind of invent a rocket and go to the moon, you know. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I know that they'll have worked hard on this system. They'll all be comfortable with it and all the rest of it. But, you know, um, if push comes to shove, and, and frankly, I know that, you know, young Patterson hasn't played many games, but it does become galling when you see other countries. And this has been a traditional thing in Scotland. You see countries that are prepared to, put young people and I hesitate to say throw them in because at some stage in your football career you have to sink or swim and it only depends on the size of the game I mean young Gilmore hasn't you know he hasn't been a, a regular for Chelsea but when he's played he's done he's done really well Yeah, he's um, and he has all the talent in the world and you know I think you've got to read the characteristics and the mentality of young players I think pretty much if you can play for Rangers Okay, it's Scottish Premier League level. It's not the Bundesliga. It's not the Premier uh, Premier League in England, but it's still a very decent level. It's You know, to, to play for Rangers and hold the, a right-back position, and he has been coming in recently, you know, um, indicates that he's got something about him. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I kinda, I'm tempted to think, Eric, that without being totally gung-ho... If we are going to be gung ho, probably the first game is the time to do it. But we we need to think to be a wee bit more adventurous now um, than we've been because the side that went out on sat the side that went out against the the Czechs and lost two 0 certainly won't get us a result against England.
0: No, I don't think. Listen, there's there's no way it's going to be the it's going to be the same team. Sean It just 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 isn't you know. But that's uh, where you where are you with the whole flipping formations? If Tierney's not fit, I mean. I personally, I think I'd probably, I think what I would stick with the, <laughs> I would stick with as many defenders as we can get on the park. So I think three centre halves, to, <laughs> three centre is the way forward. I think it will become a, it will become a bank of five at the back, and I don't have a, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. You know, I, I think. I mean, I think Steve Clark reminds me, he's almost, yeah. I always, I, th- I think I'm sure I said it on the podcast. He kind of, it's Mickey Mellon. I always got the impression with Mickey Mellon that if you told him a five to three, okay, you get a nil nil draw. I think he'd take it regardless of who they were playing and then anything else was a bonus type thing. I kinda get the same vibe of Steve Clark. And on this occasion, a nil nil draw would be very, very good. So you know, play make it a make it a bank of a bank of five almost every time England have got the ball and and ask questions of them. Of course England score early, it, it becomes you know it no becomes way. terrifying a, a real <laughs> yes terrifying is the word but how yeah. do you, how do you see it formation wise if tierney's not fit
2: uh, I, I mean i tend to th- I agree with you in the sense that, that, that they've they've spent they'll have spent a lot of time working on the three um so I, I can't i can't see that shifting i wouldn't have thought um i mean you you go you go back a little while not too long ago and you, and you think of scotland and you, you think about a team that at times looked like it didn't really know how to function. Um, not too long ago either. Um, and, I, and I think recently, it's it, not all the time, because there are certain games like that, like say against Israel, just seem to struggle against them all the time and, and look a bit disjointed. But certainly, go back to the, the friendly against the Netherlands. And all oh right, it was a friendly and they, they played it. They attacked it in a certain way or didn't attack it, as the case may be. But in that game in Scotland, I, I said this a few weeks ago. Looked like a team that had an identity about them, and that identity was 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 very much wrapped up in that system with the three at the back. And I think if you've done if you've done a lot of work on that particular system, then changing it is is probably counterproductive uh, at this point. So I, I I tend to think they will stick with the three at the back, um, and yeah, it probably will turn into a five. Um, given the attacking talent that England have got, because I mean, if you look at it against Croatia, I mean, Harry Kane, Sterling, and Foden up front, <laughs> and then you've got Mason Mount, Nervous <laughs> laughter Phil, <they> Phillips, <laughs> Phillips, <I know. laughs> Phillips, Phillips behind them. <laughs> um, you've got Stone, who'll so step forward a bit, Trippier, who gets up the park, Walker, who gets up the park. Then on the bench, you've got Grealish Rashford. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just
1: come home now. <laughs>
2: It's going to be, it could It could be a very, very difficult evening <laughs> for Scotland, I think. And it's, um, It's. I'm kind of not relishing it. I, I spoke yesterday to Charlie Adam and, and, and Craig Brown about kind of looking a wee bit at the Czech Republic game and also looking ahead to, to Friday night and Charlie and, and, and Craig were keeping the positive uh, rolling um, I, I'm, I'm struggling a bit more than that. <laughs> oh, Craig,
0: Craig Brown, <laughs> but we Brown's definitely the one to keep the positive. Positives. Is yeah. he still think we're going to win it? By the way, or has he changed his mind?
2: No, I think he's maybe dialed that one back a little bit. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> still very much. You know, we we've got good players. We've, we we can go and get something. But I tell you what, if if if, if we can get a draw at Wembley off that England team, then that will be that will be a mighty mighty good result.
0: Absolutely. So, what do you make of England, Jim? Yeah, what do you? I mean, apart from I would say apart from Andy Robertson, no Scottish player gets near to getting into the into a combined eleven.
1: Is that fair? Uh, no, I think I, th- I think a fit Tierney might um, also, um, and of course O'Donnell. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I mean I think uh, they, they're a terrific side. They're not the best side in the tournament. Um, I mean, you know, if we were, if we were whining, I mean, I've just I've I've got a fancy for Italy after having seen them. But England are certainly oh, not the best good. side in the tournament. They're very very decent side though. I mean, you know, when you've got um, <clears throat> the craft and the guile and the pace of a uh, Foden and Sterling up against you, and uh, Kane, who's you know a, a, a goal sniffer supreme, then you you immediately know that you've got a very very difficult. Um, Evening on your hands with that 4 3 system to play. And it speaks for itself. Sean's just gone through them all there. They've got kind of talent and abundance. Um, and, and I think it will be... Um, I, I, you know what? I'm kind of torn on this one because the danger for us is we set so much in store by these games against England. that You know, we would almost be forgiven anything else if we went down there and drew, or or, or if we actually managed to beat them. And then, you know, our ambition should actually be bigger than that. I mean, you know, we, we we want we want to progress. We should be looking to you know to to do better on a much wider stage than just worry about a game against England. Obviously, we've got to you know we've got to do something now. Had had we been a bit more adventurous. First game and beat the Czechs. we would be going at this with a different mentality, and I've read all this stuff. And I've, you know, we've been down this road often enough. Eric, I've read all the stuff this morning about when when our backs are against the wall and all the rest. And that's all very well, but you know, when your backs are against the wall and you're fighting, you know, well out your weight division, which I think we will be doing here, then all all the all the bull talk, all the bar talk in the world doesn't advance your cause any. And and the simple truth is that is a far better team than we can put out. You know that, that team that, that beating the Croats uh, 1-0. As it, and the Croats are a far better team than we could put out, but that's a very, very strong England side. That's before you even look at their bench. So, you know, it'll be very, very difficult to get something uh, from this. Um, and I'm torn because, you know, St- I don't think Stevie will be that adventurous. He's not, not his style as a manager. Um, <clears throat> however, if he was that wee bit more adventurous, we might still get cut apart, you know. So it's an extremely difficult one. That's not, I mean I'm not being... Overly negative here. I think we're actually on the cusp of starting to produce some good young players. Young Gilmore coming mm-hmm. through, I agree. And coming through, Tierney Robertson. I think we're, we're, you know, this is, it's probably a bridge too far at this competition, but you know, um, it, it's, it, I think it's looking good for the future and who knows what emerge over the next, what might emerge over the next wee while as well. But I suspect that, you know, this competition and particularly Wembley against this England side will be a bridge too far. I, I hate to be negative in these matters because by nature I like to attacking and, and vibrant football but um it, it, it would always be like can you keep the score down boys you know
0: <laughs> Well I know I, I think you know I, I did the piece about the whole how do you qualify as a third place team and all the rest of it and I think you know it's already looking I think we're going to need a draw uh, because there's, there's never been a team that's qualified with three points with negative goal difference and so you know, even by my basic math, Sean, if if, if Scotland lose one 0 we're at minus three, needing to beat the the Croats by three at hand, and just to get to three points and a negative goal and uh, you know a flat goal difference, forget it, really, yeah, forget it. So you know, and if we lose, it's we're probably going to lose by a couple. So it's you know, there needs to be there needs to be a result, I think, unless you know, unless you know it could happen you know other teams could take Haydn's and other groups and their third place could be an even worse spot than than us should we manage to beat Croatia but you know it's I think we need to find it, the game plan has to be to find a way to get a draw out of this doesn't it and by the sounds of it you're not not too optimistic that we can do it Sean.
2: I know see it falls on my head to be a miserable bugger now (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll bang you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, yeah, I mean, I, I could totally. The, the, the if we get a draw against England, as I said before, it's a, it's a mighty impressive result, and 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 it leaves the door open. But again, I mean, we're talking about getting a draw with World Cup semi finalists last World Cup, and then we're talking about beating <laughs> the beaten World Cup finalists from the last time around. That's a tall order. Now, I, I don't. Um, all a lot of talk in the aftermath of the of the England Croatia game was about how Croatia maybe weren't quite as impressive as people were expecting them to be um but i mean they, they weren't if that's them not impressive then uh i think going to trouble <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let, let's, beat. let's get beat, let's get beaten by England before we talk about getting beaten by Croatia. But there we go. Oh, anyway, God, I know. Go.
2: it's so we'll difficult to talk about it, really. Yeah. I know,
0: I know. And of course it is. Of course it is.
3: You know what it's like. You buy a new jumper or socks for Father's Day. Your dad makes appreciative noises, but folds the jumper aside and smiles. But if your dad or granddad was a football or rugby man when he was younger. We've got books with hundreds of never before seen photos which will show the interests, the passions, the great days, the best time of your dad's life. He will bury himself in these books for the rest of the day. This is the stuff he really, truly cares about. Yours will be the best gift he's been given in years. With books on Aberdeen FC, Dundee United, Celtic, Rangers, rugby, Scottish football internationals and even football grounds themselves we'd have celebrated and commiserated as a boy. These big beautiful books will feel like a substantial gift when you hand over the parcel. As one of our podcast listeners, you can get an exclusive 15% discount on the books in our Football in the Black and White Era series at dcthompsonshop.co.uk using the code GIFT15 at checkout. That's G-I-F-T-1-5 at the checkout of dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms. And if this sounds like something you'd like, go on, treat yourself, or maybe drop a series of heavy hints.
0: But uh, we'll go back on local turf. Let's see if we can be a bit more positive <laughs> about this then, Jim. Do you like the signing of Charlie Mulgrew for Dundee United?
1: I, I, you know what? I'm delighted. <clears throat> I think it's a great signing. Um, Good. Good good no I do I, I think I think it's a terrific sign. thank God for that um, he's, he, he just he brings so much I think to potentially anyhow to the party he's I mean one or two people I, I know I've seen mm, what do you remember from him me. from the
0: first time Jim what oh, do you remember uh, of him uh, yeah, as a young you know, boy I, uh, I remember
1: yeah. him well from the, the, the wee spell he had at, at Um I, I thought it was you know at, at that time he was terrific he you know he, he was excellent for United And, and I remember he was an exactly up and how down left back then Denver. wasn't he like, yeah we for, he's,
0: for younger he, listeners. Well
1: he's got he's got he's got a couple of there's a couple of terrific things I think about uh, about him. I mean he, he he strikes he strikes the ball beautifully. You know, he, he strikes the ball really really well. Um so he's, he's he's fine from from dead ball situations of you know corners, free kicks whatever. But he's a lovely passer of the ball as well. He's a very intelligent player um at the back line. So you know you, you've you've got that kind of you know You've got that guy who kind of, you know, has that defensive element to to his bow, but he also can score as well. I mean, he scored over 70 goals in his career, you know. So, um, you know, as a kind of... He, he's a central defender, but I, I, I've kind of, I've always got kind of pictures of him, kind of, you know, edging it to the kind of, to the way, to the left, you know. Um well, he I started off as a
0: left back, didn't he? Yeah, I he's,
1: he's, he's got, he's got terrific pedigree. I think you know, he's got great pedigree. He's thirty-five. You know what I mean? For, for a guy um, in the modern game, for a guy, that keeps himself fit and has avoided serious injury and all the rest of it. I don't think that is a, a, a worry at all. I mean, he's got forty-four caps. For Scotland, you know, he's played over 500 games. I mean, that's 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 a pretty impressive uh sight. I couldn't believe when he, he tweeted the other night, he follows me on Twitter for for whatever reason. I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll change his mind now, but um, I mean, it's it's what 15 years ago that he came and, and, and played the wee loan uh, spell at you know, And I thought he had a great impact there. I thought he looked a, a terrific player then. So he's got all of this experience under uh, under his belt. Um, I think it's an excellent signing. I think in terms of, I mean, he obviously, uh, you know, will, he'll be one of these guys at 35. He's now starting to plan his next move, coaching and all the rest of it. I mean, given United's training facilities, given... This ties in, Eric, I think, with, you know, with, with where we all know United are going. I mean, i have written this in my column a few weeks back that, you know, I, I like the idea of going with youth. I really do. But I'd say it at the time, but it's got to be supplemented by, you know, really good, solid senior pros. And I don't think you can have a more solid senior pro than Charlie who has got. Terrific pedigree, terrific background. I think it's an excellent signing for United. I really do. Again, kind of, to some extent, you know what, it's not unlike the the Aberdeen, um, Scott Brown signing, isn't it? You know, you've got two guys that kind of, okay, the legs might not be, uh, you know, uh, uh, what they were, you know, but I mean, I always think of Franco Baresi strolling through games at at the age of 38, Baresi was still strolling through in Serie A, you know, the brain ticks over uh, much more quickly. You might have a Greyhound, you know, uh, up against you, but the brain uh, ticks over much more quickly than the Greyhounds does, and I I just think it's, a, a, a on the face of it, you know, I think it looks a great signing. Sean, I
0: mean, it's a. It strikes me as a as Charlie Maguire will be a link between Tam Courts and the dressing room, and potentially the training ground as well. You know, when he's kind of easing his way into the coaching world, and it makes sense in that regard as well. Just, I mean, he's obviously we've <laughs> we've done to death the fact that Tam Courts is is you know wet behind the ears in terms of top level coaching, and you know Liam Fox isn't exactly a a veteran coach either. So does this does this make a lot of sense in that regard?
2: He, he, it looks to me like he'll be very influential. I don't see how he possibly can't be. Um, I said that on Twitter yesterday. Uh, when you've got a guy with, with, I mean, Jim's touched on it, over 500 professional games and 44 caps for Scotland and played for Celtic for a lot of years, won titles there, played at Blackburn Rovers. Uh, I, I think young players will automatically look up to to a guy of that stature. So I think he will automatically be a very influential figure at Dundee United. And um, yeah, I think that that it could be very important because I think we touched on this last week about the the need for um, a younger, less experienced, if you like, at the top level manager to to, or head coach, as it were in this case, to to win over that dressing room full of players. And if, if there's an ally in there, of Charlie yeah, Mulgrew standing, yeah, then a good, that's, a good that's going start. to make a big difference, I think. Uh, I mean, it's still, it still it doesn't it doesn't win the war for him. Uh, uh, there's there's still a requirement for the ideas that he's putting across to to resonate with those players. But I think yeah, I mean, you, Charlie Mulgrew was on radio this morning talking about how he, how impressed he'd been with uh, Tam Courts' sales pitch, if you like. Come to, the, come to united he's you know he had the laptop out loads of stats that's what you want as a player a manager who knows his stuff who can tell you what your job's going to be what have you and let's remember that, that playing down where he has for a, a number of years he's, he's probably used to that sort of thing there will be a lot more kind of statistical involvement and in things and meetings about very very specific elements of a game i would imagine so uh if if he comes in, he's impressed by that. He sells that idea to the other players. That that could be that could be absolutely massive. Um, yeah, without
0: so, without knowing the guy, sorry, Sean. Yeah, without knowing the guy, he looks he looks like uh, just the way he comes across, and you can you know I've, I've covered up team games for Scotland with him on the pitch and heard him and and spoken to him after after Scotland games. But he, he comes across as a manager in waiting. I'm not talking about you know the next cab off the rank at Tanneries, but he he just you know, you you get the sense of certain players, certain characters who are going to be managers. He definitely feels like one of them to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, He, he carries himself really well. Um, and he has done for a long time. Um, Well, funnily enough, speaking about that, when I was on that uh, the video thing that we were doing yesterday with Charlie Adam and and Craig Brown,
0: you need uh, to come up with a better name for it than video thing.
2: I know video thing; it's a bit nondescript, isn't it? (laughs) DCT Media (laughs) Bureau Twenty Twenty Video (laughs) Extravaganza. (laughs) How about that? Um, So, I, Craig, uh, Craig Brown, made a point at the end. Uh, of of saying to Charlie, "Oh, I can't wait to see your coaching career, Charlie. I'm sure you'll be a a massive success." I've always liked your interviews. You've spoken well over the years and what have you, uh, which is very typically Craig Brown, isn't it to to offer uh, words of encouragement like that to somebody completely unbidden. So I think Charlie was was pretty chuffed with that, uh, and he's another one. Like you say, you can he, the way he's conducted himself in, in in the media and what have you for years and years. He's he's a boy who. Has, uh, you can see that he's 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 seeking to convey that kind of managerial authority with how he conducts himself, and I, yeah, Charlie Mulgrews, I think you could put him in the same camp there for sure.
0: So, so Jim, two Charlies in tar- charge of our Dundee clubs in the next couple of
1: years, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It's entirely possible. You know, but no, I mean, I do. <coughs> I genuinely um, think it's a great sign, and you know, I mean, he's got. Uh, I mean, you forget as well, <coughs> he'd um, uh, a, a, a good spell at Aberdeen, didn't he? You over something, games yeah, or something. Kind of us games something yeah, For yeah, yeah, Dons and you know, Celtic before he went away way down to to Blackburn, he he burst through didn't he, he burst through and uh, the Celtic uh, young side, uh, the young team. If you want to put it that way alongside a certain Mister Aidan McGee, as I recall, he got a great peg. Comes from he comes from one of these um, you know he, I think he was sent in he was high school boy, who, uh, one of these school teams. You know when you're growing up, and the, the Scottish Cup is always the kind of the cup that your school wants doing. I fortunately I, I, so I went to a school who won it, but um, some there's always certain schools throughout Scotland. That just produce kind of great players. I think he's, there's been a pedigree all the way through there. I mean, I really am. um takes a lot these days to get me excited about things, but um, I, I, I'm quite excited about this. I think it's, I, I genuinely think it's quite a, um, almost a, not a revolutionary move, but I think it's a really, really smart out-of-the-box thinking move by United. You know, you, you, you're. Kind of get, getting two for the price of one, you're getting great experience. Still got a boy who's got uh, plenty of life left and in, in, in the legs, and, and you know, a, a great brain up top. Uh, and somebody who wants to kind of help with the whole collectivist effort of, um, you know, I was almost going to say tractor production there, you know, <laughs> watching Russia today last night, um, is going to help with that whole collectivist <laughs> kind of idea of, um, you know, coaching and helping out and, and what he brings to the dressing room. Also, have a great contacts book as well, which will, you know, which never goes. Are missed in terms of you know what alongside Thomas Courts. So I'm going to start calling Tom Thomas now. I mean he's the manager and he deserves that kind of respect. Deserves
0: so, that. Deserves um, his voting, so no, yes. I
1: think it's a great sign. I really do. I think it's a genuinely um, big, big thinking from United with this one.
0: The well, I'm quite excited about. I, I think Jake Doyle Hayes would have. You know that's Mulgrew's in the door and Dundee United are are in the in the hunt for St. Man midfielder Jake. Doyle Hayes, he's, I think, you can always kind of, Sean, you can judge by the fact that St. Martin are desperate to keep him and have have kind of, you know, left an offer on the table for longer than you would probably think they would have done if they were just a bit sort of, "Mm, so so if we we get him good, if we don't, so what type thing. So that's always a good first sign. I can't remember, I mean, I've I've seen, I saw St. Johnson play St. Martin often enough and he certainly played the semi-final. I can't remember ever thinking, oh, Jake Doyle Hayes is, has run the game there for, for St. Munn. You know, McGrath was the one that would probably catch the eye more just because he's his he's, he's position. But by all accounts, you know, he's a, a tidy possession footballer. And, you know, the the type that, you know, that's of the profile United need in that midfield, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, it's funny not not about not seeing him stand out. I think that's it's probably because uh, people find it quite tough to stand out against St. Johnson, do they not? <laughs> he's, he's up against Ali
0: McCann I suppose. So exactly. Was, it's, a high, yeah. it's a high bar.
2: It is. It is. But no, I mean, it, it, if you look at you know his his season, I mean, coming in first game that he played for Saint Mirren was in November, and he made thirty appearances subsequent to that. So, I think that says a lot about how how important um, he was seen as being um, through Saint John, uh, St. Johnston Saint Mirren. Um, so, aye, it's it's. It bodes well in that regard. And, I mean, as you say, the, the, the point about how long you leave an offer on the table for is an interesting one. Um, because a lot of, as we know, we've discussed before, a, a lot of the posturing around contracts and signings is, 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 is PR puffery about it. And there'll be a lot of um, desire not to lose face on the part of clubs who, who might not... Think they're going to get this player, especially if they're in competition with another one who you could consider a direct rival, as you could with Dundee United and St. Mirren. So, the fact that the fact that St. Mirren have left that on the table, as you say quite rightly, probably indicates that they they're, they're very very keen to keep him because if they felt that they were going to lose out to Dundee United, the, the very very easy thing to do would be would just be to whip that offer away and go, it's done, he's away, and announce it, um, which they haven't done. So yeah, I think that's an indication of the of the quality that that Jim Goodwin thinks he has, um, and given how thoroughly decent St. Mirren were last season, I mean that that's that's probably a good indication for Dundee United as well.
0: Yeah, and and Jim, it, it is an area of the pitch that Dundee United need to strengthen, isn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, Saint Man fans think very highly of him. have uh, a few mates, uh, some former Beep guys who I uh, think very high him. So I mean, I think he's he's, he's a,
0: a Beeps uh, full a, of Saint Man fans.
1: Yeah, well, there's a few. Uh, he's a, a former Republic uh, under twenty one uh, man, you know. So and and you know, was at Villa uh, from where he was released to come to to the Buddies, you know. So there's definitely again to use that word we use with Charlie Mulgrew. There's a bit of pedigree all the way, a different kind of age. Uh, um, uh, level, you know, so I, it's like everything else. I mean, t- t- to some extent, it's, uh, we don't know how how far the um, negotiations have gone, uh, how you know how deeply into it they are. Whether it's simply an interest, whether it's gone further than that at the moment. I mean, undoubtedly, he will have impressed others as well. I mean, he may want to head um, south of the border again. Who knows? You know, um, or, or he may not. He has he is on record as saying um, that he enjoys playing in the Scottish Premiership. So that's a good thing, you know. Um, but, I mean, I think it's it's an area that um, you're right, that I think United could do with probably a wee bit of kind of extra depth in. So along, you know, if, if they were um, picking him up along with Will Grew, that would be a neat bit of work. Good start. There's also There's also yeah. talk about um, the goalie, depending on what happens with Benji Segrist, you know. Um, Makes I, sense,
0: I, doesn't it? He's a very good goalie, Liam Kelly. And you, you have to prepare the ground, because, I mean, let's face it, we all, we all expect Segrist to... To, to go don't
1: we yeah and and Kelly's a fine keeper I mean you know um, he's any time I, I, I've seen him he's looked to kind of a really steady pair of hands Sigrist is had a great season you know he really has I mean he's he always had talent he knew that but there were a couple of kind of early bloopers in his career in his career I mean, he's not he's not a kid anymore Sigrist you know anything but. but but I mean he's at a good age I think for a goalkeeper I, I I would be surprised if someone doesn't come uh, come in and make him an offer that, frankly, he couldn't refuse, you know. So it makes absolute sense from United's uh, point of view from uh, Thomas Courts and um, Tony Asgard, the sporting director, to have, you know, um, uh, someone lined up and ready to come in to replace, uh, replace your man. I suppose also then, what, I'm not sure, what's the latest with Shankland? Are they still kind of, there's been some suggestion? That, 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 is he staying?
0: Well, oh, no, well, no, there's no change as far as... No, no change the, at
1: the moment, I mean, that, you know, that's the question, is, is, he, is he staying, bits. is he... I mean, I think he's, Lawrence has got is it a year left on his on his deal. Yeah,
0: so, so no, no, this is the summer or yeah, something, i one,
1: but I mean, way. I think it's... I mean, it's, it's, it's like everything else, Eric, I mean, I think United have sold over 4,000 season books, there's a real hunger for everybody to get back to football generally at every club, I think Saints have been going very well as well, I don't know what the story is at Dundee at the moment, but... This you know, f- football's a circus, it's entertainment, it's theater and you need that you need this kind of this chat you know, on, on uh podcasts like this and in the papers and, and on radio and all the rest of it to kinda, you know, keep fans going. People are sitting in the pubs and offices, well not so much in in, in offices and, and, and workplaces these days, but we're all sitting tuned to fat on the phone and whatnot. And this is this is what football's about, who's coming, who's going, you know. So I think so far, um you know, the United look as though uh, they they are involved in some um, good business.
0: Well, John, it's worth not even two thirds of the way through the the Euro groups yet, but the the fixture lists are out for uh, for the Premiership for next season, and uh, you know Dundee and United will both be back in training soon. Saints Saints are a bit later; they're they're June twenty eighth because obviously they're they're not in the Betfred group stages, and they'll have uh, they'll be coming back for for the Premiership in Europe. Anything catch your eye though on the fixture list? I thought Dundee United's was tough. I thought Saints was pretty, you know, on, on paper, you know, a, a good opportunity. I mean, every, fought their first four games are all against that's teams exactly. last season's bottom six. So yep. who what what caught your eye across our that, teams?
2: That. That. Yeah. <laughs> that caught my eye <laughs> uh, yeah. first and foremost. Um, and that's, you could not you can really ask for a better start I mean that's not not to dismiss the other traditional
0: away game first Saints always yeah yeah. absolutely
2: yeah but I mean yeah Ross County Motherwell then United then St Mirren I mean yeah all all, all went not to dismiss any of them but St Johnson will look at those and go one about games um, as as they've every right to do um, and then Rangers after that which is obviously a lot tougher uh, but in terms of a start, I think Callum Davidson will be pretty delighted with that. He'll be quite pleased that that could that could set them up quite nicely. They, I mean, the, the alternative is that that, that somehow they just uh, their arse collapses and they're not the same side. <laughs> but I don't I don't think that will happen with St Johnston.
0: And Jeb, there's a there's a there's a few weeks until the first uh, Dundee Derby, so that's you, you don't want to get it too early, do you? You want you want to get both. Give, give them both a chance to find their feet. Yeah, I think sorted, so. I mean, it, uh, and then, 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 then we'll get it, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it'll, uh, it'll build up the pr- I suppose it builds up the pressure if, if one of them gets off to a slow start and then they lose a derby all of a sudden, you know?
1: Well, you want to find your feet quickly. I mean, I think D- Dundee, uh, you know, with all due respect, you know that uh, <coughs> what we we're talking about a minute ago there. Um, you know, the uh, you know St. Mirren have got a, a good crop of young players coming through. And I like Jim Goodwin; I think they do a great job. But Dundee open against them at Dens Park, so that's that's not the toughest opener that, that they could have. So that's a, that's a decent opener for Dundee. And United are opening with I think it's a cracker, you know the old the old new firm if you want, you know against Aberdeen on the Sunday. Now I mean, you know that that's kind of you know Dundee boy Stephen Glass against Thomas Courts. I mean that will be an interesting kind of um, tactical uh, battle and all the rest of it. I think uh, United are, I think got quite a tough start. You know Aberdeen going off against Aberdeen, then they welcome Rangers, um, and then of course straight into it against um, Saints up uh, at McDermott. So they, they, those are three really tough games I think but Dundee haven't got off to what I think is a, an easy a, a, not an easy but a, one of the easier games against St. Martin then you know then go down to Celtic Park um, the next week uh, and then and then face Hibs so neither of the two uh, Dundee sides I think have a particularly open a, a easy uh, opening period uh, but it's that kind of league uh, Eric, it's going to be a tough, tough league. I mean, all leading up to the eighteenth of September when we've got the Dundee Derby, which you know, which is what we want. We all want that back. You know, if you're you're in this neck of the woods, you want to see United Dundee St. Johnson all playing each other. It's got a certain certain cashier, a certain thrill about it, you know. Um, but by the time that eighteenth of September it uh, comes round, both Dundee sides have uh will have faced a few particularly tough ones. and um, I, I, I think United have probably faced the tougher ones, uh, 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 you know, looking at that fixture list for me. So, who knows where either will be? That that's when you know for all the chat we've had about great signings and what's going on and football state and all the rest of it. Um, as we've seen with Scotland, the great sense of optimism we had last week can very quickly deflate in football. You know, uh-huh. the, what what, yeah. so, what sounds highly optimistic and, you know, we go through this every season, you know, every season refreshes. You know, I think that I think the D could do it this season. That looks like a great side that James has put together or Thomas Coates has made some fabulous says, oh, look at Callum Davidson, he can only go upwards and the next thing you know, you know, six games in, you're, you know, second bottom of the table with two points or something like that but it's it's played over the pieces. We saw with Callum Davidson and St Johnson last season, um, when, you know, when uh, some Saints fans could have, could have panicked and one or two did. Um, you know, it all came good in the end. So, I mean, it's at the start. We're all desperate to see football back, you know, and uh, it looks... The one thing I will say is I think it looks a really good Premier uh, Premiership this season. It's, uh, it, it's kind of to me it's heading back and I'm not one for, for giving it the old kind of natural order of things or anything like that I'm a great believer that you get where you, you get where you get in football on the basis of your ambition your drive your energy and all the rest of it so I don't you know I like to see our big teams in the top league but if they're not there they're not there for a reason and they don't deserve to be just on a sympathy vote but when you look at that league and you see Aberdeen you see the two Dundee clubs and the two Edinburgh clubs and St Johnson you know and the Motherwolves as well who are great clubs you know along with Celtic and Rangers I think it looks like a really really strong and good premiership this season.
0: Good stuff. Well I, I refuse to discuss uh Callum Davison's 60 course course record breaking <laughs> 62 at blame You because yeah. that's just he's had far too much good things happen to him this season. So you know we we don't need any any more on this second the, the second lay over over talented yeah. folk amongst us there's absolutely oh a, and, and you know what got me most is when he throws it in the line you know, I've hardly, I've hardly picked up the clubs type thing. Aye, oh, okay. It's okay. mad, Alan. Anyway, anyway, let's. He Fifteen. Oh, he bogged. He was chucked in a bogey as well. There we go. Ah, can he, can right. he do it on a cold uh, Tuesday night at Arbroath?
1: Uh,
0: probably. Aye, <laughs> <I>, probably. <laughs> listen, these. Uh, <laughs> well, I will discuss his, him going into the European <laughs> seniors tour later on, later on in the season. But listen, let's hope the three of us have been wildly pessimistic about Scotland's chances. And that by the time next week's podcast come around, we're contemplating a, a, our last 16 game against against who knows. But anyway, let, thanks for listening just now. And thanks again, guys. Okay,
2: it's back next week. Bye-bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find talking football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget, too, to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business, and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.